Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Catfish Weekly, along with Lyle Stokes and Chad Fields from Fields to Water. I'm Josh, the weekend angler. And guys, we are going to be talking tonight about a subject that may not be an exciting subject, but it's one that uh, could very well save your life one day. So it's one I'll bring life to it. <laughs> All right. Phone's right there. I'm going to hit in broadcast. That was a quick show. All right. Josh, before we get started, I do got some tournament results I'd like to go over. Go for it. All right, my friend. We're, first, we're going to go over to the king of the green. I, Lyle, I'm, I know you sent me this long list, but I'm only going to go over the top three because that's what's important. <laughs> Just kidding, guys. I'm going to go over the top five because somebody near and dear to my heart isn't. Mikey, Mikey beat you like a I know he would. I know he would. All right, this was on the Green River out, down in Kentucky, uh, held on 121. We've got in fifth place, Josh Vanover and Keith Terrence at 65.2 pounds. At fourth place, we got Jimmy LaRoe and Bumpin' Mike Greenwell with a big fish of 56.75 and a total weight of 66.10. At third place, we got Kevin Yoder and Waylon Yoder, 67.27. At second place, we got Randall Blankenbeyer and Caitlin Blankenbeyer. Blankenbaker. Ooh, that's a last name. <laughs> 69.9 pounds. And first place, we've got Ricky Islet, Virgin Harden, and Scotty Capiser. They had the big fish of the tournament at 72.13 pounds and an overall weight of 126.78. Good job, everybody, especially bumping Mike Greenwell. But, buddy, you could have caught me a five-pounder and put yourself in second place. <laughs> Not trying to give you too much grief, but we're friends, and I'm going to. Let's go over here to the next tournament result that I have. And this is the Winter Blues Tournament held by Fields of the Water, one of the greatest YouTube channels of all time. Too much? No, we'll run with it. It's good. All right. Well, we won't go with the top six because Dunnigan's finished sixth in that one. But <laughs> – We'll start with Go fifth. Let's, let's talk about who beat Dunnigan. In fifth place, we got Kelly Bullock in three plus one at 48.71. In fourth place, we've got Timmy Bullock. Man, there's a will both Bullocks beat you. I'm just letting you know that right now. At 69.6 pounds. In third place, we got Danny Stone and Richard Cluck from Fishing and Freedom at 78.64. And in second place, we've got Feeling caddy, that's Pam Hollinger with her little midget friend, Kayak Mike, coming in with 80.48 pounds. And coming in number one, Bobcat and Fishizzle and their trusty little live scope at 124.87 pounds. Excellent tournament. It was a great two-day tournament. It was Good a lot job of to all of them. I like the uh, I like the rule change this year. Instead of being on numbers, I like I like seeing it go to weights. It it was made it. I mean, we we ended up with we had, we were full at sixteen boats. One only one didn't show up, so we ended up with fifteen boats and over six hundred pounds of fish. That's pretty good. So, very very good day, uh, tournament. Let's see. Let's run down here real quick, and we'll say get hellos and good evenings and. All that good stuff, except for Sunny Cat and Ever Parker, because this is his morning. He's getting on his way to work. Be safe, my friend. 
and we will certainly give James Dockery a lot of grief. First in was Chris Everett. Here we got James Dockery fishing, hooks and hammocks, Mike Sampson, Sunny Cat and Abra Parker, bumping Mike Greenwell, Uptown Chrissy Brown. Thank you for being a member. Show Buck 66, Carolina Catfish, Matt from Wanna Be Outdoors. Uh, Miss Christina Dunnigan, Nubby's Catfishing, Finn Seeker TV, Chad Thomason, Whisker Dreams, JG Hill Studio, Troy from Real Virtual Outdoors, member Mark from Catfishing Crappie, who's got a good guest on tonight, ladies and gentlemen, and if you didn't know, he goes live at 9 p.m. Eastern. We got Sean Abney, Mr. Brian B. Catfishing, Mr. Tim Molina, member Richard from Fishing and Freedom, Dale Hayslip, Real Gals Fish, Mr. Kitty Whiskers. <laughs> we got Mark Barnum. Member, and what an amazing lady. Get hooked on defishing. She did She did threaten some lives earlier, Josh. <clears throat> no, I did see that, yeah. Let's... Okay, I just want to make sure you saw, saw that. It made her even more amazing to me. I, I, I saw that she's protecting you, yes. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You remember that. We got Jello and John Patrick Jr. Keith from Fishing and Stuff. Catfish and Fresno. Fishing with JBT. We can get down to the bottom, guys. Crappy Day Fish on 205 Wild Action. Catfish Regulators. Annette's Catfishing. David Smith. Tiger Muskie, New Mexico. Member Betty Jean Cross of a Couple's Crosses Fishing. Lance McCoo Guy. Pontoon Jody. Boar Fishing. That's Bill of Rights, if anybody didn't know. Great channel. Great guy. Yes. Yes, he is. Solo Texan Adventures. Catfish Weekly. Keith from NWPA Fishing. What a crowd we got in tonight. Ray Smith joined us. Glad to have Ray. Yep. Member Ray Smith. And there's Creole and Chucky. Annette's Catfishing. 922 Crappy Barbecue's in there. John Patrick Jr. Wild action. That might be a new one for me. 205 Wild Action. Hmm. JG Hill Studio. We got a whole bunch of them in there tonight and some new ones. We're glad to <clears throat> glad to have them all. Safety is a full-time job. Don't make it a part-time. You're very right about that it. Is, that is the truth. Yeah, buddy. White man curly. Jesse O'Neill's in there. Jesse O'Neill's going to be on our show in a couple of weeks. You might very cool. Very cool. Might want to tune in. That's it. That's that guy that catch catching small fish, right? Not the last. <laughs> I, think I, saw, I think I saw a photo on Facebook of a little bitty one that he caught. So that's pretty nice. Yeah. Pretty I can't. Nice. I am very excited to have Jesse on here in a few weeks, where he can tell us how to 
target and catch them small fish. <laughs> All right. There's Finn Seeker TV. Good to, good to see him in here. Oh, I got I got a message from Dockery. Dockery, I love you too, brother. Hmm. Why he didn't message me? I feel left out. Why is it? I feel that might be a false statement. There's Danny Stone. <laughs> He's starting to move back towards his normal time of coming in towards the end of the show, but good to see Danny in here. It's now sure. that Danny's in, we know we can get started. That's yeah. right. <clears throat> that is correct. <laughs> it will save your behind. <laughs> Chris, you're a poet and didn't know it. Can't. All right, gentlemen. <clears throat> There's Missouri Live Outdoors. You guys wanted to talk a little bit about safety, especially this time of year. So what do you have in mind? PFDs, number one. Yeah, that's that's a big one there. You need to make sure you're wearing it. I'm, gu I'm guilty as the next guy taking it off. Me too. Okay. I've got one of the auto inflators. I've got one of the good ones, and I still don't put that thing on as often as I need. But uh, no, you def definitely need to be wearing them because I mean, if you fall, if you fall in that cold water, you're not you're not going to swim. Not very far. No, you're lucky no. to pull yourself around the boat. Hold hold on to the side of it. Mm -hmm. And to the person that just sent me the text, they know who they are. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I think obviously a PFD is very important, and I think too many of us do not wear them when we're stationary, but we should. Well, I think one of the reasons is <clears throat> you get a boat like mine with real high sides on it, you feel very safe in that. But things can happen. Mm -hmm. yeah, if you go out of a high-sided boat, you know, as hard as it is for you to fall out, it's just that much, you know, just that difficult to get back into that thing. That's right. It's harder, probably. And and Greenwell brings up a real good. Oh, sorry, I click off something. <laughs> yeah, you took it away there. I got it. Greenwell brings up a real good point because uh, Danny Stone and Richard from Fishing and Freedom run into that the other day when they were out fishing. Now they were spot locked and had a big old about half a tree come up there and wham hit the boat had they been on the anchor had they had an anchor line out that tree to sunk that boat you yep. have got yep. to got to keep your head on a swivel and uh keep a a knife up there or something to cut that anchor line up there at the front of your boat and only use that knife for that using tips for my short tip saturday a couple weeks ago Use that knife only for cutting that anchor line. Have that ready to go. I think that a lot of times you're anchored front and rear in the uh, when you're anchored in current. You have a lot of times you are front and rear. I usually throw a drift sock out the back. Well, that's that. A lot of people don't have those though. True. true. If you're using two anchors, you should have a dedicated knife at the back and the front of the boat, the front. just to cut the ropes with to keep you out of trouble. Agree that you got to have that knife. I mean, it, the, the short tip Saturday that Josh put out was amazing. You can check that out. I tell Just you what, that is that's that's great. Them short tip Saturday is a great thing to tune into. 
And I tell you what, that $10 insulation knife impressed the heck out of me. Because I'm going to tell you, we give a part of it away. I hold an anchor rope up, put my foot on it. So, I mean, it's it's got tension, just like it would if you were cutting an anchor line. And I hit that thing with that knife. It went right through it. Wow. That's cool. I see, you guys are you're kind of starting out already on the boat and in situations like that. But to me, I think prep before you get on the water is super duper important. That's a great idea. I mean, to me, making sure one that, you know, obviously charge all your batteries, but tap, just checking everything before, you know, before you launch it. Um, heck, even as far as the, your trolling motor, making sure it's going to deploy and making sure all your connectors, your, your battery cables are tight. You know, if it doesn't take two seconds to turn the, um, the ignition switch to make sure you got power, right? Mm -hmm. And, and everybody, every boat that's been made in the last 20 years has got a voltmeter on it to tell you if the bolt, battery's got enough voltage in it to start it or not yep. before you back it in. <clears throat> yeah. And then just making sure you plug, put that plug in before you launch, too. <clears throat> that's a little important. Have you ever done that, not put the plug in? Um, not since I've had my boats, but I had, we have done it one time on my buddy's boat years ago. I've done it twice. And yeah, I've, done it a few, I've done it a few times. It happens. It does yeah. happen. Then you're reaching over the back of the boat, putting the plug in and. Not me. Goes. I got too much in the way. I have yeah, to. You can, you can do it. I, I, I get up on plane and I run and I, I let that water drain all the way out of that boat. Then we right. stop that boat and I'm over the back of it real quick. Well, even if I could. Underneath my boat, it's recessed up about that far. Mine is Yeah, I ain't got no there. That ain't happening. I got to pull up on the bank, crawl in the water. And days like today, ain't yeah. going to be happening. Yeah, Creole's got real good comment there. He said, have a plan. Make sure somebody knows where you are. That's the truth. Let somebody that's know. You, sh you should be doing that winter or not. You should be letting somebody know that you're going to be out. Tell them what where you plan on launching in the river roundabout when you plan on coming off, you know, we'll all stay a little bit longer than what we plan on, but, and, and have something done, have plans in case of an emergency. Yeah. Yeah. That's great advice. Yeah. To me, I, I like having a buddy, a boat buddy, somebody going out just, you know, I thought he on said another boat too. What'd you say? I thought you said something else. <laughs> uh, safety. We have an idea. However, are we thinking enough about high wind and current flow, big water issues? That's, that's yeah. a big statement I, right there. It is. And I think, you know, one, checking conditions and weather before you go out so you have an idea of what's coming. You know, how many times – you're out there and you go out and launch in the morning and it's three to four mile an hour, but come 10, 11 o'clock, typically around 11 is when a wind shift will change and it's, you can start happen. having those high winds or storms or anything like that. And that can make a big difference. And there are apps now for everything. There are apps that will give you hourly weather forecasts with the wind speed and direction. There are apps that tell you what the river stage is at, and there's apps that'll tell you how how heavy the the current is flowing at, at most of these stations. There's apps that'll show you how much flow is going through them, and you can see what the trend is, so you know whether you're getting out into some uh, some dangerous water or not. 
Did you know that? No, in some areas, they're, do what, Lyle? There's an app called Fine Ship. And yep. We've used it on the Mississippi and Missouri River, especially the Mississippi. It'll tell you where uh, barges and stuff are, the names of them, and locations where they're at, which direction really? you're going. And I'm yep. going to tell you, people say that it's very accurate. They've come down. We've watched them and followed them for miles down river. And they, when they get to us, they're right beside us. It's very accurate. That is awesome. It's called Fine Ship, and it works on any body of water throughout the world, as far as I know. I'm going to have to get that one, because yeah. Caitlin and I launched out on the Ohio one day for uh, one of Muskrat's uh, kids' tournaments. And we launched into fog that was so thick you couldn't see anything. And... Uh, Man, you talk about a pucker factor trying to cross that river. <laughs> you know, I was I was every couple seconds on that Marine Band radio on Channel 13 trying to make sure there wasn't anybody coming through there because I didn't want to find that barge when he's 10 feet away from me in the thing. That's going to be bad. So. You know, um, that's something else that you mentioned right there that that I know that it's not required. It should be. To have a marine band radio in every boat. If you're on navigable water, you should have one. And they're not they're not expensive. They're really not for what you're getting. You can pick you can pick a cheap one up fifty bucks now. And you can you can call ahead to any dam and tell them you're coming want to see if it's able to get locked through. Of course, I for the ones that we frequent, I have their phone numbers in my phone. Because let's face it, how many times have you reached on that? rope to pull that bell and it even worked in the last several years none mm-hmm. of them work anymore they use phones and and uh, marine band radios and stuff and those guys if you give them a heads up they're very nice and cordial and get you locked through and stuff like that and if you have an issue that's what you need for quick quick rescues <clears throat> at least in my opinion that's what i was getting ready to talk about next is- yeah, I think two things. One, having having drive clothes just in case, having a pack. But I, we take towels. That way, we are consistently keeping our hands dry, especially in this kind of weather. It does not take much, especially when you're have somebody that throws a cast cast net a lot. I mean, even most of your gloves aren't. They'll keep you a little bit dry. But you have to have some really, really good, you know, or putting latex underneath them. But making sure that you're drying them hands off as soon as, as soon as you're done, trying to keep the air off of them. It's usually not the water; it's the air temperature that's that's freezing right. your hands. So, there is Matt has brought up something that I was not aware of. The pirate, huh? I've never tried that. Now you got me wanting to try it. I'm gonna do it yeah. in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> That's an emergency. Emergency. It don't say which. He didn't say which three contacts. Your live will get your boss check. Oh yeah. Well, I do it my yeah, my, with my personal phone because my boss ain't got my personal phone number. That right there would be something that any phone manufacturer, if that's the case, should have it on all of them. I would think so. Yeah. What well, about mine? I would say unless you are in warm water, I would not. And you are—you would need to be very, very, very skilled. 
I would stay off of cold water. This cold as it is now, that's 29 now, degrees. Now. If you are going to chant something like that, a wetsuit of some kind would be a very good idea. Yeah. You, you'd want dry suit in that case. Dry suit, yeah. I Does it look like I fit in one of them? I don't know exactly yeah. what I'm talking about, but you get the general idea. I'm pretty sure I don't fit in them either, but. I don't think they make them that small. Whisker Pig makes a real good comment. He said, keep a dry bag of clothes and something to start a fire with. That's a good idea. Dog, they make, you can go into camping section and find those little tinder starters and everything. They're cheap. Yeah. It don't take anything to light them. There's a hundred YouTube videos or more out there that tells you how to make them and you can put them in a Ziploc bag. And you you could stop in at Harbor Freight or any place and get one of those magnesium fire starters, and that's better than nothing. You sit there and scrape that with a knife. Get that that magnesium burns. Shoot, I can't remember how how magnesium burns hot. Yeah, it does. Back when I was before I quit smoking, I would have three or four or more cigarette lighters on the boat because mm-hmm. I was always dropping one over or something. It was gone, or they get wet and they won't light, but. Uh, I always had plenty, but now I don't have a need for one. Uh, but, yeah, a guy should keep some way of starting a fire because the first thing that happens, if you get wet, you're going to want heat. That's the fastest way I know of to get it if you're stranded someplace is to get her fired up and get you a fire bill. Yep. You can get you one of those cheap space blankets, those little Mylar blankets. It's better, it's better than nothing. They work. This work. is something important you should always have on your boat, whether it's cold or not, because you never, ever know oh, when yeah. your boat is going to stop. New, used, old, whatever. That's right. You need to have one of them. Yep. And then keep it, keeping up on your uh, oil <laughs> changes and here. stuff like I'm that. Supporting <laughs> that. <laughs> I don't smoke, but I always have some way of starting a fire just because it's fun to start fires sometimes. I mean, you sound just like Danny. <laughs> it is. I, I, we got some kinship going on right there. Yeah, something. Jody <laughs> says she keeps jumper cables on the boat. That's a good idea. Jumper cables or a jump box. You can even bring I a jump, jump box. box. Yeah. Jump boxes are, are lightweight anymore. They're almost maintenance free. Mine's really not that lightweight, but it's got a lot of ass behind it. Yeah, my, I, we've got a pretty good size one, and then we've got a small one in the cars. But Doc used to carry one. It was called a Gulu. Golu, Gulu, something like that. It was about this big. He swore you could jumpstart anything with it. One of NOCO, was it? I don't think so. Because NOCO makes some real small ones now. Yeah. Batteries. He had that for years and years. But, I, uh, I have uh, two different battery that when we first started, instead of buying a um, converter, we were all buying those, you know, battery packs, right? And mm-hmm. use them. But, but there's a NOCO, and I can't remember the other brand that I have, but they both have a charge that you can jump your battery with. So it's really yeah. nice. Yeah, that's what, what Doc had. I, a, a, another thing that people forget about, and Doc was religious about this, and I know he still is, he would keep at least one complete hub assembly with grease bearings, in his truck. And, and I'm pretty sure he had two, but I know he had one. And if he had problems out on the road, he just pull the, the hub off, take the wheel off, pull the hub off, put another one on, 
tighten her up, you're ready to go. No wheel bearings back, no yep. nothing. Just put your cotter pin in and put the wheel back on down the road motors you go. Uh, great idea if you're doing any traveling to have that. Only takes a few minutes to do that. It takes longer to take the wheel off and put it back on than it does to change the hub, I promise yep. you. Yep. And you, you can take, you can take, if you just have your bearings, you can take and go ahead and grease pack those. Have them grease packed. If yeah, you he have did. A, he did. If you have a uh, vacuum sealer, best thing vacuum in the world is a set of bearings. Vacuum seal right. those bearings. There's nothing going to be getting to them. And if anything, it pushes that that grease even further inside those That's things. That's right. Cut, a, cut them open. You're good to go. I have a, I have a bearing packer. It shoves the old grease out, new grease in, but I always clean the bearings before I grease them. That way you can check them for pits and discoloration. Because mm -hmm. if it's discolored or it has pits, why well, you got it out, just go ahead and replace it. It's cheap. Yeah. And, and change the race. Don't just stick a new bearing in on an old race. That's the most asinine thing that you could possibly do. I don't have them in here. But keeping yourself warm, somebody said mentioned something in chat, though, but the, you know the hot hands, but they actually make this peeling sticks, and those things are wonderful for keeping you warm. Putting them on your kidneys and your chest, you'll be amazed at how much warmer that will keep you out in the water, out on the water. You said peeling sticks. I was thinking all together something different with Josh and his stickers up in Mendota last year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nubby's got a good point. Keep dry toilet paper on the boat. You planning on needing that, Josh? If you if you need it, you need it. If not, you start Nothing firing. Take its place. Nothing takes its place. That's exactly right, Creole. One hundred percent fact right there, buddy. <laughs> You very always like taking a. <laughs> well, me, me and Buck's going. Me and Buck's going to have words. This is the second or third comment about my phone. Uh oh. <laughs> Yo, you, 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 you laugh about toilet paper, Lyle. But if you remember March of 2020, what was every store out of? They didn't That's run it. They didn't run out of food first. They yeah. ran out of toilet paper first. People weren't thinking about if you ain't eating, you ain't doing the other thing. But that ain't never going to happen around here again. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you. <laughs> fuses are definitely a good thing to keep it. Keep it a little box of something. Yeah. And fuses and uh, some, just at least a few tools is also very helpful. You're you're never going to be able to prepare for everything. No. Yeah. But be able to, you know, the common things that are going to happen and uh, taking care of that, especially, especially this time of year, cold water, you need a way to get dry. Yeah. You need to change your clothes once you do get dry. And you need some way of letting somebody know that you're in a bind. You know, uh, Sonny Parker has been trying to get us lined out to where he could do a safety show with us for probably a year maybe longer. And he's got a bunch of stuff that he wants to talk to people about, not necessarily for winter, just safety factors. And he called me right before the show started. And he says, one thing that people forget about is ice fishing, floatable suits. And I hadn't thought about that. And Cindy and I have frables. I'm not even sure they make them anymore, but she come in here and looked and ours, the last set we got is floatable. 
And hmm. not only are they warmer than a regular winter thing because they're made to float, they will suspend you in the water and keep you from sinking. And there's a lot of companies that make them. And they might be a little bit higher, but they're not that much higher if you're if you're safety minded to pay, just pay the extra couple bucks and get them. I didn't know the frables that we have. The last ones we got are black, and we didn't get the jackets, just the just the bibs, and they are floatable. So hmm. if I wish we'd got the the jackets now too, because like I say, I'm not sure they're even making them anymore. Mm -hmm. They make great products. They was as good as anything on the market. We have the gray ones and the black ones, and and. Uh, if they come out with them, I'd probably they're they're a little cheaper than most of the other companies, or they was. And if they come out with them new again, I'd probably buy a new set for both of us. Yeah, and did you say something about the boots as well? Yeah, Sonny said to buy your boots at least one size larger. Maybe you can kick them off easier. Oh, you can kick them off easier. A hundred percent correct. Mm -hmm. The last thing, if they fill up with water, that's a lot of weight. And it's pulling straight down on you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially with somebody like has feet the size that I do when you're wearing 14s. Are they like skis? Yeah. You know what they say about guys wear big shoes, right? Fellas. Yeah, it costs a lot of money. It's hard to find shoes. <laughs> it costs a lot of money, and you got to buy bigger socks, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah socks are hard to find, too. There yeah. you go. You got to get the bigger socks. Yep. You know, and one thing I've noticed, and I, you think about it a lot in the summertime, keeping hydrated. But one thing I would definitely, definitely make sure you have of is plenty of liquids to drink, mm -hmm. because that cold can, it can definitely send you into spasms, and that makes it much more unsafe. And chances of falling over or falling in, whatever increase with, with that kind of stuff and That's i've noticed problem. i've noticed it more in the winter time than i do in the summertime the, the amount of muscle cramps i have when i'm out there mm -hmm. well didn't you you ran into trouble after the baldwin bash didn't you i did yeah yeah somebody flattened off four of my tires and nobody would help me pull that car and <laughs> well if you didn't go around loosening people's drags people wouldn't flatten your tires so really, I would never. <laughs> Type one life jackets are key to yeah. someone seeing you from the air. Did yeah, not y'all give y'all give me a hard time about my uh, my blaze orange bibs and everything, but see you. You're gonna find me, <laughs> or if I don't make it, they're gonna find my body. You know, Christina, I have something to bury. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, there, there's a lot of things. I know I know we was going on before. This is a mask that I got from Rob at Whiskerware when he used to sponsor Cindy and I. It has a cover over your eyes. It has breathable spots for your nose and your mouth underneath of it. It Velcros to the back of your head. It stops all wind from, if you're traveling, it'll keep you warm traveling down the, the water. Now, that never was my issue. My issue was always my hands and my feet. But I do have uh, 1,200 grain Thinsulate uh, mm -hmm. boots. <coughs> Three or four different 
types of liners that go in them. Them real thick felt ones, I can't hardly wear them. They're just too hot. Uh, but it's got two other kind. I know two other kind. And uh, they are very comfortable. And, again, they are size 12 when I wear a 10 and a half. So all I got to do is get to a shoelace and I can get it off. If I can get it un, undone, I can get it off. Might not even have to get it un, you know, undone. But uh, that is, that's a really good thing. The sunny, oh, and with my mask, it, it comes with a yellow visor in case it's, you know. You know the nicest thing about about that mask, though. What's that? It covers your face. Um, Creole says, "Also, let your outboard warm up a few minutes before taking off in the water. Cold oil plus full throttle equals sand face." <laughs> yeah, I agree. You should always let them warm up in the winter. Always. Yep. Watch, watch for that telltale. They'll start to, you know, that that outboard to start peeing when it's starting to get warm enough. So. <laughs> Yeah, but Parker Parker says that, but he has one of those ones that, like, when you blow, it comes out with that paper goes like that. Like, yeah. Let's see. <laughs> Who wants you to put it on, Lyle? What's that? Chris asked me to put your mask on. He's on. He's on. Yes, but I'll try to. These are easier. Yeah, Josh's got one too. Yeah, honestly, I see a lot of people wear like the paintball mask and stuff. They buy them for running that cold weather. These things are a little bit more than the than the paintball mask, but it's a solid front. Its venting is all up here above your forehead. So when you put this thing on, and you're in and you're in the uh, you're in the driving rain or whatever. It does not does not let that in there. It's good to go. It, like I say, I can breathe through it. The nose parts here, and you got holes for your mouth. Um, it's not the most comfortable thing in the world, but it stopped all the wind getting to you. So, Lyle, sir, do me a favor. Repeat after me, Chad, Josh. No. Oh, I am your father. No. <laughs> no. But these work really well. They'll keep, they'll keep you warm. You won't uh, expect to have it on when I came home. <laughs> yeah, I agree with Murillo here. He does look more like Snake Eyes than he does like Darth Vader. He does. I didn't think about that. He looks like Snake Eyes. Mark is Chad's father. <laughs> Lyle looks like an egg dealer. Hey, you know I have screenshots people just took of that, and I, I don't care. Go ahead. And right it. now, uh, being an egg dealer might be okay. Okay. No <laughs> yeah. $5 a dozen here. Five, six bucks a dozen, yeah. I thought we got a home run the other day. We got them for four and a half. Cody, I put it on. There you go. Won't hurt your delicate eyes. <laughs> <laughs> what else have we talked about? Um, I'm sure there's a lot that we're missing. Oh, out. Sure is. Mm. What do you guys have in chat? 
You guys have been great. Jody's been putting all kinds of stuff in there. Of course, she's got pontoon boats. She's got room for all this stuff she keeps putting in there. Yeah, she was saying earlier she's got totes and totes she on her. Saying, she was saying bug spray. I, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't carry bug spray this time of year. Yeah, I ought to carry sunscreen. You can get burnt. You get wind burnt. You get wind burnt real easy. You can get some aloe. Shanti, that's definitely, I mean, I know some people are anti water or something, but. Yeah, Sean's absolutely right. Honestly, this Powerades, Gatorades, stuff like that that can keep you hydrated. Cokes and Mountain Dews and stuff like that, they will quench your thirst for a minute, but they're not going to help keep you hydrated. I'm going to say it doesn't last much longer. The amount of salt and sugar that they have in in those drinks, it's counterproductive. It's it's like coffee. Coffee tastes good, but it'll dehydrate you over enough period of time. Yeah. I'm sure that Chris is talking about checking your safety chains and your tire pressure. But if you're a responsible boater, you should be checking them tire pressures every time you leave the house. Mm-hmm. I'm not responsible. You know, they make, they make you know, all, all your vehicles now, pretty much all of them have that tire pressure monitoring system in them now. Right. They make remote TPMSs for your trailers. And you have a little display there to tell you your tire pressure right there on that trailer. If you have a dual axle trailer, it has four sensors. Chrissy Black. Oh, that's a good idea. Careful there, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chrissy, you're too much. <laughs> a blowtorch gently to lower your unit for a few seconds and freezing. That's not a bad idea either. I tell you what, you do want to take, and and before you launch that boat, take and spin that prop by hand. If it won't turn, turn around and go right back home because you've got bigger problems. You don't need to be out there on the water. If it don't turn, you better be looking to see where the crack's at. Yeah, because you have water in your lower unit at that point. Yes, you do. But I I tell you what, I do bring a propane torch. We have had had to take... And hit the uh, drain plug hole with a uh, with a get the plug in with, to to be able to get the plug in. It had an icicle hanging down from it. No kidding. And so I'm like, well, we'll have to hit this. And I finally found mine, but I have that um, that inverter that I hook up. I have one battery just for that, so we can charge, keep phones charged and stuff like that. And I finally found it. We were doing some spring cleaning yesterday, and my hot air gun. That will be going with me in the wintertime to make sure that the shaft of the trolling motor gets, you know, all locked up and stuff. I will be I using that. Air. You would need that. You are no shortage of hot air. <laughs> I'm in a hundred degree with some fat. <laughs> the way Catfish Weekly should be. <clears throat> now, we got a little bit of them too. I can't do it. I love them too much. <laughs> anyway. I can't believe you all treat me like this. Yes, you can. There's a good one from Matt. Just have a bag and think before you go, what if? Fire, shelter, food, water, powder, powder, Gator packs 
or Pedialyte powder packs, light source, and so on. Uh, anything can fit in a dry bag. And, and flashlight is another great thing. Oh, yeah. uh, we have um, spotlights in our boat. Um, two million candle powers, a couple of them. They work great, but a flashlight is irreplaceable. Mm -hmm. And the ones that you put on your head are better yet, in my opinion, because you put it over your head and wherever you look, that's where the light shines. I know you got one, don't you, Chadwick? Chadwick, yep. You know that I think it is inexpensive now. You know, you can. You can oh no, this I think was like free, but uh, really I think they're like ten bucks or something. Yeah, and these are the nice ones that do. If you can get them open. You know they actually have the charge Do what? You know where there's a great video about headlights? I don't want to watch one about headlights. Headlights for you. Oh, like, like you got there. Keith yeah. Edition stuff has a great video about those. Keith who? Never heard of him. Fishing <laughs> and stuff. My buddy, unlike you. That's my buddy. No. All I got to say to him. Said it once, I'll say it again. <laughs> but uh, yeah, these are nice too. And to talk about not like batteries and stuff is, you know, a lot of people probably have the type charges that they require, and a lot of these are rechargeable now that they're selling, and they're wonderful. <laughs> Can you not give Dockery a? I thought about that right after I turned on that. I'm gonna get a. But, and some of these too have the emergency flashers on them as well, so that's nice. Yeah, yeah. I've got one. I've got one that I picked up and didn't even realize this till I got it home. It'll flash SOS if you uh, push the button a few times. Man, really, Shanti? <laughs> Knowing your own limits is most important if you. Think something is wrong? It probably is. Don't take chances. Yeah, there ain't no sense of being a hero out there. That's, no. that's very true. Fishing fever says in cold weather, especially for a small boat, spend the money, buy a bilge pump. It's not worth mm -hmm. it to not have it. Trust me. You know that's that's a great advice. And um, a lot of the smaller John boats are riveted, and a lot of them leak a little bit. Um. Just put your bilge pump in the back. Put your, put your bilge pump in and I highly recommend the one to kick on automatically, but if you can't, just get one with the on-off switch. You look back there. If there's water in it, kick it on. Kick the water out, you're done. And you, you can have to drill a hole. You can just yeah. toss the, the hose over the back of the boat. You you can buy the switches if you already have a bilge pump. You could buy the float switch. That'll turn it into automatic. And you could wire that in to where you still have a manual side that you can run it when you want, or you can kick it over to automatic. And I did a whole video showing how to wire that. It's on my channel, how to wire an automatic bilge pump. And it will walk you straight through it. So that's they're not that's not that hard they're, to do. They're easy. Yep. Danny sends Danny Stone says, Excedrin migraine, nothing trip ruins a trip more than a headache. That's true. That is true. I like I like ibuprofen though. So eight hundred milligrams. Big wrench said a mag light could be used as a hammer and a weapon. That's true. It might. Yeah, I can see why can somebody want. You get one of those old, uh, what is it, those? Mm. Who make those? Coleman thermos? Could be used as a trailer jack. Don't ask me how I know that. But it will work. Hey, MacGyver. 
The URK has two holes, needs two pumps. Well, if you need two, I'd probably go with four with that kind of boat. Mm -hmm. You know, if you know, you know. Quarter mile car conservation intern came by, give me a ride to Headley if I had was part of that is Gator. Michelle says, Danny, you should get all basic first aid supplies, bandages, mm -hmm. tapes, and stuff. Cindy has kept a first aid kit in our boat and in our truck for as long as I can remember. And I want to say that that started with kids, but I'm not sure it was the kids. Um, back in the days when I worked in a garage, she's dug more crap out of my eyes mm -hmm. than most eye doctors have in a lifetime because I never wore, well, Back in those days, nobody told you to wear safety glasses. You, you had to make money, so you just got on there and got it done. And if something got in your eye, you got somebody like her to jerk it out. I mean, it's the way it worked. Extra rope, good idea. See, I saw one a second ago. <laughs> Thanks for joining us tonight, Freddie. Appreciate it. You know, you can get, I'll say this, we First aid made me think of it. You can get Harbor Freight, Walmart, wherever. You can get a three-pack of super glue for about a dollar. And if you cut yourself bad enough, you can super glue that back shut. That's right. And uh, I laid myself open with an electric fillet knife one time and had Christina super glue it because I'm stubborn. Then we'll Just go once? Just once. You do. You lay yourself open with an with electric fillet knife one time, and that's enough. You learn not to do that again. I bet. It was starting to fall off the table. I went to grab it and caught it by the blade. Oh, man. <laughs> wow. Now I just let it fall. I get a new one. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I'm thinking you were right about that. Wow. Yeah, David, that's, we talked about that earlier, making sure somebody somebody knows your plan, that where, you're, where you're launching from, that sort of thing. Yeah, that's a good advice. That's a real good one there. Make sure your boat has gas in it. That is yeah, that gas is a little bit important. Yeah. Yes, it is. Brad Becks, absolutely. Super glue works great on cuts. It sure does. It does. Glad to see you in chat tonight, Brad. Christina remembers that. I bet she does. It took, I think it took two or three applications of that super glue to get that to quit. Hey, whatever it takes. It's Sometimes you ain't got no choice but to get stuff like that done. Yeah. That's really neat I, if that's true. Yeah, I was getting ready to highlight that one. Now I'm going to be checking that. Thanks. I'm going to be looking at looking stuff up after the show. But that, hey, that is really cool. Your first, your first thing to build proof that you can believe it is Kentucky. I mean, you got, he's, he's obviously an honest person if he's from Kentucky. So. Oh. I've, I've really been trying to be nice to Chris. <laughs> What's Chris say? Sean T. told Chris, remember his booster seat. <laughs> Hello, Chris. Muddy River Cat. Chris Flores. Hi, Chris. Yeah, um, JG, I think... That's one of the, well, I think 
my biggest fear is getting ran over by a barge in the fog. But uh, falling in is definitely up there. And talking about rope, make sure your ropes are good. Ropes do go bad, but you know, you can make a a makeshift ladder, if you will, that can you can hook on to your cleats and stuff to mm-hmm. be able to get back up into your boat. Can you climb a rope ladder? Out of the water? If yep. it's that cold, as soon as it hits about right about mid thigh, yep, I'm I'm probably climbing already because I'm trying to not get my boys wet. So go go around to the back, go around to the back of the yeah. boat. If that onboard ain't running, climb up on that. Yeah, yeah. Play to that lower unit. Right a, uh, you ever seen one of those ladders hang off the side of a pool? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have one of them in the floor of my boat. It has a door. You open it up, and there it is. You can stick that over the side of my boat anywhere and crawl right up in the boat. Yeah. For me. Yeah. Even from the side, though, you most people, you know, you put you put it onto your cleat, your rope onto the cleat. If you didn't, just make a loop to where you can get your foot up onto it and then tie it back off. You can use that force to be able to get back up into your boat. So that's why I'm saying making sure that your rope is in good shape. Mm-hmm. Check, it, check it from time to time. Ropes dry rot. We leave them out in our boat a lot. So and the sun gets them, and the rain gets them, and the snow, and the sleet, and the freezing cold. Yeah, they take a hell of a lot of abuse. Yeah. And how many people actually check them? Then they get mad because they lost an anchor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where'd it go? There's an app like Life. Said <laughs> if you haven't said it already, it'll show your location, whether you're moving, and in which direction. That is true. And you can use if you if you get on Google Maps, you can share your location on Google Maps with somebody. I did that really? one day out on the river. And it'll show you how, how fast you're moving and everything out there. I did not really? know that. Shanti's gold. I love it. Fish with me and Dean. <clears throat> Life 360 gets the fishing and freedom seal of approval there. You can create a network in there and keep people you keep up with you when you're out in the water, out in the woods. That's a good idea. Matt says you can share location on Messenger also. You know, I just ain't sharing my freaking my waypoints. Yeah, that's the thing. You got to watch. You got to watch who you're sharing this with. If it's not somebody that's going to have normal access to your waypoints, you may not want to be. Uh, Are you worried about Jason going down there and fishing your spots, Chad? I, I will tell Jason every waypoint I have. <laughs> there is a, there is a close network of friends that if they ask me. I will give them every waypoint I have. Man, I've never been one. None, of, none of them are on screen right now because I'll trust you, mother. You know what? But <laughs> man, you, uh, you two would be selling them. I know you two. <laughs> Chad wouldn't have to worry about that at all. Chad wouldn't have to worry about that. I am. I am the same person. Yes, you are. You drive like an old granny. That is the slowest I've ever now, gone now, from over the mountain. Now, 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 share with the people that see you making me look bad right now. Acting like I was doing like thirty in a in a seventy. So you're doing like thirty in a fifty-five. <laughs> oh, that's a bold poop. 
and I was wanting to run about seventy five in said fifty. I was doing five mile an hour the speed five miles over the speed limit, and that wasn't fast enough for some people who have you know like a souped up Hemi that they MacGyvered into a you know <laughs> couldn't keep up. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, like Parker says, I run the river like Dale Earnhardt, and I guess I run those back roads like the Duke boys. So, no, that's okay. What about Wiley spots? Find a phone. <laughs> I told you I left my phone at Wiley so I can watch you all encroaching on my fist hole. Yeah. Is that where you lost your phone? That is where he mm-hmm. lost his phone. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's it wasn't the, the first year. It was the second year that I beat Keith from fishing and stuff in a fishing tournament. So I wouldn't be telling back to back years to happen. I just wanted to let that everybody know that. I wouldn't let that out there many times. He'll be going young for you. The same uh, day that you and I both lost our phones. Hey, I tell you what. Yeah, it was the same day. I think it was the same day. I got news for you. You know what? People can make fun of me driving the speed limit to five mile an hour over. All they want, but at four, three, four, five, and six dollars a gallon, <laughs> I watch my fuel like a hawk when I'm driving. I want the best fuel I can get. That's that's, that's I want people to see my carbon footprint coming out of my exhaust. <laughs> I wish I had your I wish I had your your money. I wish I had yours, but <laughs> And I wished I had marked. Okay, yeah, Lyle's got a point. Oh, we'd all love to have that. <laughs> Speaking of Mark, Mark will be live here in about uh, five, six, twenty minutes, whatever we decide to, to end. He we'll will. give him. We'll, we'll then give him permission to go live. I have a great typically, he goes, too. typically he goes live at nine p.m. Eastern, right after us. He has Micah Burkhart, who is the new Tennessee state record holder. So, good. yeah, go over and check him out. Um, yes, I have. I captained that boat twice. Therefore, <laughs> I won. I have never, ever seen Keith catch a fish. So, I'm just that much better than fishing and stuff. Wow. Oh God. I will probably get another text message here for you. <laughs> You've probably got emojis already. <laughs> if you shouldn't, you ought to have. Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, Lord, Lord. Was you going to bring that up tonight about the uh, stuff we were talking about before the show, Josh? Uh, I forgot which one now, so probably not. Okay. Let me see if I can. Oh, he said, I'll send you the video. <clears throat> I got a message um, in Messenger from uh, Abbott said if he'd have known about safety glasses when he was younger, he wouldn't be getting eye surgery now. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're, <clears throat> they're important. I. I still don't like, you know, I don't like wearing them. I don't either, but they are 
They call them safety glasses for you. Should, you should wear them. I've I got me a face shield for when I'm using the angle grinder, and yeah, you don't want. I like hair. those better than safety glasses. I do too, because it covers your whole face, right? You know, your mouth, yep. everything, and well, if you've ever had a grinding ball, a hot metal go up your nose, you won't ever forget it. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll throw I'll throw those on when I'm running the angle grinder, but yeah. <laughs> the whole I thing got right you threw your phone in the water and said you caught a fish. I will let everybody know that their uh Gerald Gomez has got a push going on to get Sharina up to a thousands. So be sure to go over to her Facebook or her uh, YouTube channel and check it out. Sharina keeping it real. Um, there's going to be a bunch of giveaway stuff. Um, Nocturnal Nation's giving away some stuff, and and um, they want to get this done before CatCon, so be sure to go over there and check them out. Going to be giving away uh, five pounds of cut carp fillets, which is a Blue River carp. It's a it's a uh, bait. Uh, Guard Dog's going to be donating a pro model and stickers. I don't not sure what that is. Um, and uh, Gerald's going to be giving away a medium heavy Uncle Lou rod and 150 hooks, carpet catfish tackle, and ProCure products. So go over there and help Sharina out. Good deal, good deal. Looks like Dieter's going to help her out. Yeah. <clears throat> is Dieter make it in? Dieter is. He said uh, hello to the two ladies and the stud up, you know, the good-looking guy over in the top left corner. I'm pretty uh, sure that's not what he said, but I'll bet. Much. I was a betting man. And I am. You know. <laughs> I would I would yeah, bet I about that, Jello. I'm thinking Dieter probably <laughs> owns stock in Tyson. This is, you know, one of the largest chicken. Dieter using all those chickens is the reason eggs are $12 a dozen now. That ain't the only thing. Have you bought a, a, any chicken breasts lately? No, I don't like chicken breasts. I don't either. About five, six dollars a pound. Thank you. Yeah. And then I choose them for bait. Yeah, I try not to. Has anybody stuff. ever done this? What? Fishing this stuff. We'll see you in five minutes. Stuff. That's right. I want him to set in time out and think about his actions. Ooh. Oh, man. Legend status right here, pal. You, you will respect by authority. You didn't time out Keith. You can't time out Keith. Oh, no. it's been, oh, it's done. Hold on. Wait a minute. I'm going to even hold on because I want to show that I did this. Fishing and stuff. Screenshot engaged. You, you can't time out fishing and stuff. Hey, come at me, bro. Come Good. at me again. That's all I got to tell hey, him. You can't time out, Keith. Oh, is, bro. Chad D is going to time you out in the bait shop Thursday. <laughs> I need a lock on this oh door God. on the inside. You can't time Keith out. <laughs> man, that is crazy. Oh, man. <laughs> You know what's really nice? If we end right on time, he is timed out all the way until next Monday night. See you, Keith. Wow. I don't know what he said, but oh, I can't believe you timed Keith out. Holy crap. 
<laughs> I don't think you might be the only person that ever time keeps the champ. <laughs> oh man. Wow. Man. Anything, uh, any closing statements, gentlemen? Sure thing, D. <laughs> D said to kick Chad out of the show. We'll take care of that. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, Chad is in trouble. Uh, Not the first time, won't be the last. Bait shop is a place where the world's problems get solved. That's right. Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. Come on over, hang out with us. God only knows what we'll be talking about. Have you got a, have you got a co-host for that show yet? Um, well, Freddie's still still on temporary leave of absence. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian B's. We we went to have to go to a temp agency and hired Brian B. Um, yeah, Brian, Brian did a good job the other day. I, yeah, yeah. I said he'd make a good full time host. Yeah, he uh, he does he does, he helped out quite well the last couple of weeks. So hey, every Thursday night, oh. Steve. What do you mean? Is there a new st- Steve? Steve, <laughs> I've done. We've done like a hundred and thirty bait shops. It's not new, bro. Hey, pay attention. I'll I'll time you out too, Steve. I don't care how big. I don't care how big they are, Josh. I bring on. Where's cat? Where's catfish and crop or catfish and carp? Bring him in. I'll time him. I'll time him as a butt out too. What's wrong with you? A lot. Yeah, I, seriously, I haven't I haven't fished in the last two weekends. So, I mean, we put on the tournament, but Captain Greg, you can't. What's up, Captain Greg? You cannot time out fishing stuff. No, anybody else? Out anybody else? But not we got to keep going. I, until I guarantee you, I am like the only one that can do that. You're the only one that would. Yeah, right. Nobody else would do it. No. Nobody else would do it. That's I love how I, I love how that one action shut down the entire show at the end. It love shut it. chat down. Did you notice that? It just everybody was like, "Oh." Well, we'll be on right after the bait shop next Thursday night with, uh, or this Thursday night with uh, Panfish Nation, and we'll be back next Monday night with uh, Chad's guest. Yeah, we have a guest next week. We do. We do. Don't tell everybody about it. Man, we'll give it a surprise. Okay, there you go. We'll have the thumbnail out later this week. We so, will. We got uh, guests lined up the next couple of weeks, and we'll get those uh, scheduled and all that good stuff. But we have a pretty good, good pretty good guests. I'll do that, Dieter. If I don't call me, because it means I'll have forgotten. <laughs> Not going to lie, I'm really liking Crazy Chad. <laughs> Here before long, I'll just start talking nonstop like Danny. <laughs> oh, man. I want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. We had a great show. I hope you guys learned something. We appreciate all of your help in chat with all the new stuff uh, that we come up with for cold water safety. If you haven't, give us a thumbs up. Please do so. We'd appreciate it very much. If you haven't uh, 
subscribe to our channel. We'd love to have you a subscriber, and it always is a privilege to have people join. You can hit that button down at the bottom, and at the end of the month, coming right up in a couple of weeks, we'll be able to lay a tumbler to one of the members that has joined. Anything else, fellas? <clears throat> no. Make sure you uh, hit that thumbs up on your way out, and make sure you go over and check out Mark from Catfish and Crappie. He's got Micah Burkhardt on the night. New Tennessee. Oh, and don't forget Saturday, short tip Saturdays. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get to post one this week. I was going, I was going to touch on that. Uh, the idea I had kind of fell apart on me, but uh, it's been fixed. You know, every once in a while you run across one, you're like, okay, this is going to work, and then you start filming it, and it's like, wow, this thing was a total fail. So I <laughs> uh, had to wait a week on that one because I had to redesign something. But there is. Uh, gonna be a good one come out this weekend, and there is a really good one coming up sometime in the next couple weeks. People are gonna want to watch that one because it's it's something that's uh, pretty much unheard of. Yeah, so, looking forward. We're, to it. we're gonna we're gonna build something. It's easy. Hey, that's what I like. Apparently now Keith's got me banned from CatCon, so I'm gonna start my I'm gonna start my own. It's gonna be called KeithCon. That'll teach. Gonna be called. I'm gonna start one. It's gonna be called the Fishing and Stuff Convention. I think I'll just go to CatCon. Yeah, yeah. Good night, guys. Thanks everybody for watching. See you next week. See y'all. Have a great week. Have a good week, everybody. <laughs>